This is Reimagining Healthcare, a podcast about innovation in the healthcare industry. It's a show for healthcare business owners, for healthcare professionals, for industry investors, and health tech entrepreneurs. On the show, I talk to health tech and healthcare innovators to uncover how they're reimagining and building a world of seamless digital healthcare experiences and how that fits into people's lives. I'm your host, Yanni Sopanos. Today, I'm continuing the discussion with Andrew Lemon, founder and chief revenue officer at Strength by Numbers. They're an innovative provider for the Axit Objective Force Plate and Dynamometer solution for healthcare businesses. Last week, Andrew Lemon spoke to me about focusing on customer success and combining health tech devices with enhanced, objectively measured clinical engagement models to drive clinical outcomes and healthcare business success. In today's part two, we pick up from where we left off by talking more about how AXIT helps health and fitness professionals provide higher levels of service options and support whilst increasing clinical engagement and adherence. This builds into Andrew's vision for describing what healthcare will look like with AXIT and the Strength by Numbers system. Let's jump in. Yeah, super exciting, especially the um, the ability to actually transport it or put it into any type of setting. Um, because I think you know what we're seeing anyway. You know, at a meta at metadata level across the Core Plus network, um, your classic uh, clinic model used to be a bricks and mortar permanent location where everybody came to that location. Whereas now, what we're seeing is there's sort of this hybrid model that's evolved, where uh, there are um, health practitioners going to some other location. And, um, and sometimes that's a semi-permanent location, like it might be a community setting, for example, or, um, you know, such as aged care, um, or it, it may be some recurring pattern of attendance at certain locations. So having the ability, I guess, to empower uh, the ability to collect, um, you know, um, and support, I guess, the, um, the plan, the therapy, uh, the proposed interventions and how they're actually um, playing out over a period of time. Um, there's a lot of value, and I, I I personally can connect with the whole idea of having that sense of uh, motivation when you know that you you know you started at this baseline, and you're making these marginal improvements um, as the journey unfolds. Uh, and I think most of us, you know, when you look at our digital world at the moment, there's there's sort of a lot of incentives being thrown at us all the time because it tends to work with human beings generally that if you can um, associate some kind of um, self-determining um view of how things have improved how things have changed for example that then drives the person forward it actually adds to the uh, motivation so i'm wondering whether you're actually seeing that play out with your clients and some of the people who are using the exit system in their own businesses um what are you seeing there as far as um how are you seeing the the, the use cases what are the, what are the more common uh types of clinics that are coming to you at the moment and how are they actually deploying the exit solution within their clinics I think there's uh, there's a lot of great examples that uh, I could mention. I mean, the, the first one is certainly uh, those individuals who are almost applying uh, the system in uh, the way in which I described kind of our um, original clinical setup, which is utilizing it as that tool to be able to perform comprehensive assessments, deliver uh, comprehensive reports on performance, uh, as the thing that bridges that gap between the initial stages of care and that ongoing active base management and keeping people engaged through that. And the great thing is when you have 
when you have the right tools, when you have the right technology, when you can provide the high level of service or an exciting uh, novel level of service as well, it does allow you to generate new services and new revenue streams within the business. So uh, I think for far too long, assessment was this thing that for us as practitioners, we did a little bit maybe, um, you know, at the start of the care process, maybe, uh, you know, during the treatment phase, then maybe we would do maybe a little bit of assessment before we kind of got into the exercise prescription phase or, or something along those. But typically the services that we provided were either treatment techniques or we were giving out exercises. Assessment never seemed to be its own its own thing, its own service, where now with this level of technology and this level of equipment, you're providing this such a uh, amazing high level of um, of interaction and and the service that's being delivered that a lot of our users are now using that as its own service stream, which is new levels of revenue that they previously probably weren't um, weren't developing. So uh, that's in one way in which a, a lot of our users are, are using it. You mentioned as well, though, the hybrid model, Yanni, and, and I really wanted to touch on that because uh, this was another really interesting thing that we saw particularly during uh, the pandemic in, in particular. you know, Obviously, we all kind of um, uh, went online during uh, that period of time and I think there were probably some great silver linings that came out of that in terms of educating uh, not only uh, the business owners on how they could deliver those kind of systems and processes but also I think on um, the average community in terms of uh, I guess what they uh would then accept it as part of you know part of uh, looking after them and, and part of the care service model. But what we tended to find as well was a lot of our users were starting to adopt this model of where they could actually start to deliver hybrid services and have continued on in terms of um, delivering those beyond um, you know beyond uh, kind of the lockdowns and, and things like that. And what what I'm talking about here is the ability to perform in a in a typical service model delivery sense. A comprehensive assessment, so uh, you know, being able to measure their clients' performance, measure their strength, measure uh, some of the other ways in which they they move, set that baseline, and then continue to deliver the, uh, I guess, more the exercise based approach and and the monitoring of those um, individuals in more that. Uh, online telehealth space. So uh, it provides a fantastic way, I guess, to um, make sure that you can still kind of engage and work with your clients, but they don't have to constantly be coming in to see you to be able to get value from those services. So those individuals who were, who were doing that were able to prescribe the exercises, monitor that they were doing, being done effectively. Maybe they're having a, um, you know, a semi-regular catch-up whilst the client is away from the clinic or away from the business in, uh, in performing those, um, those exercises and, and building their strength and their capacity or working on whatever it is that they need to work on before then coming back into the clinic uh, at some stage or, or coming back into the business to then be reassessed to see kind of where the progress is and things like that. So uh, once again, tools, technology, they just allow us to expand our service uh, delivery model. And I think, you know, kind of find new ways in which we can, um, once again, continue to deliver success to to our clients, help them achieve what they, uh, what they need to achieve. Yeah, I, I think there's um, there's just a tremendous amount of opportunities. I mean, as as I was um, getting to know you and 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 looking into what you're doing, um, and also just making those observations that um, healthcare is changing, and I think it it whether healthcare providers want to or not, your clients are generally. Um, 
going to drive some of that change. There'll, there'll be uh, always a percentage, I think, into the foreseeable future that will just want to come to the clinic each and every time. And that's fine. Um, but we do have classic problems in healthcare around retention and continuity and adherence. There are all these problems that get in the way of clinical outcomes, not to mention the corresponding impact on the business sustainability as well, because you're sort of making some bets around um, how much you're spending on advertising and marketing. And, you know, if your client acquisition costs, for example, require at least three appointments with a client in order to get a payback and start to return, um, you know, to the bottom line of the business and somebody's dropping out at the second appointment um, or at the third, then you're running a marginal business. That's going to put a lot of pressure on your cash flow and your ability to excite your team and keep them motivated in terms of how they um, stay within the practice and, and move forward. Um, so, um, there are customers out there, I suppose, who, uh, you know, they 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 might see these types of um, solutions as um, high value, uh, where they can actually, like I can imagine, for example, having your home set up in a way where um, you can undertake your own exercise and 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 fitness strategies. Uh, but you also install an exit system and you build a relationship with your local um, healthcare professional who is qualified or, you know, um, has probably sold you the solution uh, in the sense. And, um, you know, they're coming on site occasionally, you're going to the clinic occasionally and they're jumping on a, on a telehealth call with you occasionally and you basically just have integrated them into your life, right, which is really the aspiration of digital health. It's, it's, it's generally defined in, in my view as um, healthcare fitting into the lives, the schedules, goals and aspirations of the individual, right? And so when we think digital first and we think digital health, that's the opportunity. You can actually embed yourself into the lives of your client and not just wait for some kind of um, acute healthcare issue or some kind of um, health event to trigger that. You actually participate in the life of that person. Um, it, it's, I know we sort of talk in marketing about life cycle management with um, clients and engagement in that respect, but when you really think about the word lifetime value, it's basically that I'm not shopping around for a health provider every time I need healthcare. I've got a relationship with the local clinic, with this particular person, and I've got the right equipment at my place and the right equipment at the clinic, and so I can, I can be anywhere in those environments working in my own terms most of the time in my own environment and also having this highly qualified expert as part of my life, which is helping me achieve my goals. Is that, is that something that um, is really uh, a crazy thinking or do you see that potential involved? Let's call it like a, uh, um, a premium end of the market where people would really value that type of higher engaged service uh, from healthcare professionals. I think it's only a matter of time, Yanni. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, anyone who follows or is aware of, the, you know, more the fitness space, uh, fitness has been, you know, totally online, totally, uh, you know, people looking after coaching, working with individuals uh, in a totally digital-first setting for, for a long period of time. And it's probably because maybe the tools and, um, you know, the technology has been there maybe uh, a bit longer to service, I guess, that 
that side of um, of uh, the health and, and fitness space. Fitness professionals have got access to, um, you know, kind of online coaching tools in which they're receiving direct feedback from their clients in terms of, you know, what exercises they're completing, how many exercises are they completing, you know, what type of uh, loads are they working with, how hard was it. And then they're able to very easily, you know, visualize and see what that client's doing just simply with the use of a smartphone. You know, a lot of uh, clients are then just able to film and record themselves doing whatever it is that they do and, uh, you know, it just makes it quite a simple process. I mean, there really is in that kind of sense, there's not much need for you to be physically there with your client to be able to help them, um, you know, for for the most part. I think part of the issue has been in the health space, we haven't had maybe necessarily access to the, those tools and technologies. Obviously, we also kind of rely potentially a little bit more on the um, uh, the, the treatment side. There's some, you know, uh, certainly some advantages sometimes in terms of being with a client um, in some spaces or for some uh, certain presentations to be able to. Uh, I guess, get more information in terms of what's going on. And then, uh, you know, it's it's potentially been difficult to kind of get that uh, information, the feedback that we often get through some of the assessment techniques that we apply as health professionals with the people that we work with. But it's only a matter of time until the uh, the tools and technologies are available. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do at Strength by Numbers as well is starting to uh, develop, I guess, that platform in which uh, individuals can start to, um, you know, maybe leverage some of that, uh, particularly with um, being able to work with the clients uh, at home. Certainly, there's... Cert- Plenty of uh, work to be done um, in that space, but it is something that is uh, is developing. And as I said, I think it's really just a matter of time before that hybrid model um, of being able to look after our clients away from uh, you know the business, the bricks and mortar, um, you know, will, will certainly come full circle. And if if anything from that pandemic that we all had to go through that was probably one of the the few silver linings is that it kind of forced through i guess some of those systems and processes to start that right it's definitely accelerated it and i don't think it's controversial um some people think it is but i don't think it is i don't think it's controversial i mean um we use telephone calls to ring each other so you know telly phone has been around for quite a long time so now we're talking about telehealth you know and we're talking about itinerant or excuse me or um mobile um but what i'm describing is kind of a uh integrated healthcare you know into the lifestyle and the life cycle of that individual because they have chronic healthcare issues or they have um personal aspirations or goals that um they see a lot of value in that and if you're just going to wait as a healthcare business for that person to have more than a certain degree of pain or restriction in their movement to actually ring you up and or make an online booking with you. Um, you know, that's that's not really taking the bull by the horns, you know, because the, the, a lot of people out there who do focus on the healthcare and they, they want service on their terms uh, and digital first can get you there. The, the thing is your clients are already doing it. They've already got an Apple Watch. They've already got a Whoop band. They're already uh, utilizing tools and technology to monitor their sleep, their uh, their nutrition, all these things. And certainly, um, you know, there are a lot of, I guess, then providers there that are, are using kind of AI and machine-based learning uh, recommendations in terms of, you know, what uh, interventions to take based on that data. Now, 
I think obviously, you know, that that's fantastic and, and can help to an extent. But at the end of the day, uh, there is certainly still a lot of room for um, your average health and fitness professional to, to be involved in that as well because uh, there's a, a certain level of expertise and personalization that everyone is still going to want as opposed to basing everything that they do off a uh, off a computer or a Google search or asking chat GPT kind of, you know, what it is that they should do to, to look after themselves. I think, uh, you know, for us as, as health and fitness professionals, we need to be involved because uh, that's still going to be the highest level of care and service. But it's just this this, I guess, this melting or, or blending of um, how the average consumer achieves success. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we just need to be part of it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I, I could offer so many different examples that I've seen um, in just in my travels, but also in my own life where bringing it into your world um, has a value to it. And, um, you know, I'm consuming goods and services that I wouldn't normally do if I had to go somewhere in order to do it. Uh, so um, there's a market for it, I guess is what I'm saying. And with that, those early adopters start to drive the the new status quo. They kind of push the boundaries because we all talk and we say, oh, I do this, I do that. So that whole word of mouth thing um, takes off and then people start to aspire to it and they want it. Uh, so, um, yeah, you kind of either moving in that direction or you're not. And at the end of the day, um, that will impact your, your business. I guess that might be a good segue just to talk about the, the, the business owner's perspective here. So... Um, you know, we sort of talked about, you know, the advantages of digital assessments and, um, you know, driving sort of that clinical interaction, uh, accuracy, um, engagement, clinical engagement, what have you. So as a, as a business owner, who's got more than, you know, themselves working and they've got a team of people working, um, how should they look at this? Um, and tell us a little bit more about that. They're not just Get buying some hardware off you are there. There's there's a bit more to this, isn't there? So tell us tell us from a business. Speak to a business owner around. How do you get access? How do you how do you bring this into your practice? And then what happens next? Well, certainly, I mean, it's a very easy uh, process to to get involved with access. I mean, uh, for us. Once again, we're, we're a, uh, a team that has a, a lot of clinical understanding and basis, so we can talk to you about, um, you know, the, the problems that you might be looking to solve, learn a bit about kind of what you are doing as a business owner and speak, obviously, to how a lot of our other users are, are getting value and adding value, utilising uh, digitised and automated objective assessment tools. But I think for the business owner, uh, once again, it should be looking at, okay, how can you expand your services? How can you expand uh, the, I guess, the, um, you know, the, the packages and the things that you deliver to add value to your clientele? So um, certainly we've talked a little bit about, you know, the value of a, a high a high value assessment service um, and where traditionally that, that hasn't been available. But, you know, for a lot of our users as well, they're just using it in terms of being able to help better engage those clients into their exercise um, services. They're using it as part of their uh, clinical exercise, their Pilates-based services, or maybe they're uh, performing things like uh, running assessments, uh, bike fits, things like that. Certainly, um, incorporating then uh, specific assessment services as part of those packages just adds more value to that. But I think then the other thing um, here too, for from a lot of our business owners, a lot of what they're reporting to us is that they're wanting to get involved too because they want to provide, I guess, the 
working environment for their staff that is the best possible environment too because we all know once again that uh you know uh, finding great staff and and um making sure that we're uh retaining them providing um you know awesome working environments that they can really grow and thrive in is a really important part of a of a business owner's role um particularly in a in a clinic that's growing or expanding uh as well and so that can be really important too because We've got this new wave of uh, of new graduates, I guess, in the health and fitness space that have grown up with utilizing technology and adopting that as part of the way in which they look after themselves and the way in which they want to continue to provide their services. And so they need access to those tools as well um, to be able to do that. But part of that, though, I guess, or, or one of the concerns maybe for a lot of business owners here is okay, well, if we do that, then uh, is it all going to fall on me to be able to, I guess, onboard those team members and um, help them, I guess, kind of learn how to uh, be able to utilise the equipment and get the most out of it. Now, unfortunately, coming from a bit of an education background as well, I understand the importance of uh, obviously um, education, and particularly from a customer success standpoint, you know, um, making sure we're enabling and onboarding uh, people as to how to best utilize new tools and equipment is a really important part of that. So, of course, as part of our product, we provide a really extensive training portal that has all the information on um, how to use the equipment, how to perform all the different testing protocols, of which is, you know, 125 built into the actual uh, equipment itself, testing of almost any muscle or movement, um, as well as then how to interpret the data and how do we uh, interpret the results, how to look at certain areas, what to uh, be able to do. So it doesn't just fall all on the business owner to be able to um, to get uh, you know their staff involved and utilising it and getting a return on that investment. We um, have all the uh, the digitised uh, tools to be able to kind of help onboard those um, team members and train them up as well. So plenty of CPD available as well if you yep. if you come on board uh, with Asset too, which is um, obviously what a lot of people are looking for in terms of developing their skill set. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you um, talked to that because I think that that does. Um really bring out the customer success aspiration because um, you're not just sort of throwing some hardware at people and saying good luck you're actually helping them implement um, and help uh, evolve the culture within that clinic uh, to be able to embrace and offer those um, valuating services um, and because it is a it um, not not I'm not saying this to suggest it's difficult or or, um, or challenging but when you do bring technology into your business there there is some cultural refinements that you need to work through otherwise you're not really exploiting the benefits of the technology that you bring in so you know if you want to yeah. bring if you want to run more efficient you have to make some changes if you want to be more productive you have to make some changes if you want to improve engagement with your clients you have to make some changes so having that CPD and onboarding uh, success team that you have in place to be able to support the business owner that's 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 really compelling and I don't think a lot of um, emerging uh, health tech really gets that you know they kind of just say here's some tech they're very excited about the features of it but they don't really empathize with what it's like to be a business owner who now has to implement it and bring a team along for the ride as well what's been your experience in that area you, I, I think you 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 hit the nail on the head there with the, um, you know, the, the importance of, of this and, un, and understanding it, uh, of course. Uh, I mean, at, at the end of the day, um, change management always requires a little bit of effort just up front, but the payoff is 
huge at the back. And, you know, the way in which a lot of our, I guess, users probably describe it is that, you know, whilst they may have had to spend a little bit of time learning a few new tests online, you know, going through some videos, going through some um, online documentation, maybe making some small adjustments to their, um, their service delivery, you know, maybe adding in a new appointment service here or kind of changing a few of the, um, you know, the forms and the things that they have with their clients at the front end. What they're then describing is actually they get to the back end of it all and they can't actually imagine life or how they were able to deliver their services before they were using numbers to help track and guide what they're they're doing. And I think that's the biggest um, or or the best feedback that we can have that we're on the right track there really. Um, And I certainly remember that that was kind of how, how I felt as well. So a little bit of work at the front. But the payoff off the back is is absolutely huge, particularly in um, not only the satisfaction of practitioners and people now kind of working with new and interesting tools, getting better results with their uh, patients and clients, and then having those patients and clients being raving referrers of the amazing and different services that they're providing compared to maybe some of the other practitioners or the um, the, the you know the local competitors in the community that they'd seen previously. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting and ironic in the sense because um, I, you know one of the major predictors of healthcare outcomes is um, behavioural change and adherence. So, um, you know, as business owners, we need to um, eat our own dog food, as they say. Uh, so, if we're going to be recommending it to our clients, we need to be doing the same thing ourselves. So, and that's how we get you know optimal results. But I think at at the end of the day. Being a business owner is challenging, and so uh, making that change and being supported through it is a fantastic value add that you offer there. And in addition, I think um, you you made the point there about teams. You know, people want to feel as though they're working um, right up to date, and they feel proud of that, and they go out into the community and evangelise the way they do things within the clinic, and that actually could be referral business for you as well. Um, you know, in the practice, uh, when your team is proud of what they do, they will they will sell it. They will talk about it quite comfortably, and it's. Um, um, and it sort of takes takes on its own natural referral energy. I guess one last thing there um, is the measures. Okay, so, uh, you know, you're all about the numbers um, and you've got a lot of templates um, and turnkey, uh, I guess, uh, templates and, and frameworks within the, within the software and the system. Um, but, again, just back to that business owner's perspective, um, what are some of the business metrics that Axit and the software can produce for them? Um, you know, some things we sort of touched on, um, clinical outcomes, but what about things like um, how, how would they use some of that data, um, not just at an individual clinical engagement, but also at a team level? Um, you know, are there benchmarks, comparisons? Are there kind of, you know, things that you could roll up into your business dashboard uh, that can help you with the way that you manage the business? Yeah, so we're making some uh, some modifications, I guess, into some of our dashboarding and things like that. But certainly, we can provide for uh, a lot of our users uh, just simple data around how many sessions are they performing, where they're performing objective testing, how many tests are being performed in those sessions, uh, and even down to the level of looking at 
what type of tests are they performing? You know, what areas are they focusing on? Uh, that type of thing. Now, of course, we're, uh, as I said, looking to expand that out and make it a bit more um, accessible and, and um, uh, I guess, user-friendly from a, a UX standpoint for our users in, in that sense. But that's some of the data that uh, we can provide back to a lot of those business owners. What they should be looking for, though, is certainly around uh, just by implementing this type of technology, how do things like their average service delivery price, you know, how does that potentially change? So for a lot of our users, if they're delivering a one-hour extensive testing session that they're charging $200 for, that's a real premium service um, that can obviously help enhance some of that. A lot of our other users may be just adding on a small additional cost just to utilize the equipment. Um, you know, and that can be a way in which they can enhance, I guess, um, some of their, their service pricing and making sure that they're also increasing the level of value that they're offering in line with that. So that um, obviously that's a, a great result for everyone in many regards. But then one of the other key metrics that a lot of our users, I think, are looking to too is just what's that patient visit average or client visit average that they're achieving um, with those individuals. So, I mean, you mentioned before, Yanni, that if you've got a break-even point, and I think, you know, for a lot of uh, businesses, it is around that, um, you know, three services delivered, things like that. If you're utilising some type of objective assessment technology that's able to show that client, okay, this is where you're at right now. These are where, you know, you have some areas to improve on. These are some of the deficiencies that we're then going to construct a plan around. And then we're going to engage you into that. We're going to track that progression. We're going to see that improvement. So we're going to keep you motivated and we're going to keep you engaged and bought into the plan through there. What a lot of our users are then seeing is that those patient visit averages are going up, you know, quite dramatically in, um, you know, for a lot of uh, their practitioners and the, and the people who are working within that business. So it might be the type of tool and technology as well that helps, I guess, drive better occupancy, better engagement uh, for those businesses too, particularly if you have maybe some of those um, newer, less experienced team members who can then leverage technology to make them more experienced to get better results with those clients as well. And that's that's one of the advantages, I think, with, with technology too, too, is that it takes all that information from the research and all the things that can take a long period of time to develop that inherent experience as a practitioner, as a fitness professional. You can actually just have that accessible straight away through technology, through software, and help deliver that to that patient client to still achieve the same outcome that would you'd be able to then achieve if you had the experience to be able to better explain this or you know better help engage that uh, patient or client as well that's great andrew um fantastic um i think it's uh, a wonderful path that you've carved out for yourself congratulations on uh, moving beyond the startup phase you've got a clientele now um i know you've made some progress with uh, your own capital raising as well which is awesome um so very good uh, signs of success uh, measurable signs of success and um, I'm looking forward to um, continuing the journey with you as far as the integration with Core Plus is concerned and introducing uh, Axit to our user community as well um, and also personally very excited about the prospect of being able to um, you know bring healthcare into the home uh, in a hybrid slash integrated uh, way uh, that's something that appeals to me personally quite a lot um, I've got this kind of vision in my head around a house that actually 
you know, where the, what's the dream home look like? You know, people would sort of say, oh, it's got a, it's got a pool. Maybe there's um, like a playroom and you know, theatre room and stuff like that. Well, why not have a health room as well? You know, because that's kind of where uh, a good lifestyle is going, where you sort of got your your mental health and your physical health in check. Um, and you've got a team of people around you that that can support you through that process as well, and um, and the tools bring it together. They 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 make the magic happen. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for you, and I'm looking forward to seeing these uh, these things unfold over time. Thanks for having me, Yanni. It's been an absolute pleasure talking on the show. My pleasure as well. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for listening. This podcast is produced in collaboration with Health Tech X, where we are working toward a world of integrated digital health empowerment for all people. If you'd like more info on how to get involved, head over to the website, healthtechx.com.au. Or if you have any feedback about the show, you can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn, Instagram, or email by following the links in this episode's show notes. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to Reimagining Healthcare in your podcast app. And if you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the show. I'm your host, Yanni Sopanos, and I'll speak to you in our next episode.